Welcome to the Social Work Your Life podcast with me, Kim Beam. I am an educator, a creative writer, a social worker, a cancer survivor, and so much more. My life experiences, my gut and intuition, they have guided me throughout my journey so far. We are going to navigate this roller coaster of our lives together, finding practical ways to cope. Join me as we learn to trust our intuition and find our joy. Let's jump into today's episode. We are going to talk a little bit about loss today. Now, I know it's not such a happy topic, loss, right? Like, no, nobody likes to talk about loss very much. But at the same time, like, loss is kind of a big deal. And it's something that we experience regularly. Um, It could be as simple as losing um, a possession that you really liked, um, It could be a giant loss of possessions, like a house fire. I have a really, really good friend whose family lost pretty much everything in the Paradise, California um, fire that happened, the campfire that happened a couple of years ago in California. Um, And if you talk to her, there are still things that she's like missing, like her Mustang that she drove when she first was in high school. Um, I too have had a house fire uh, where I lost... A lot of stuff. I didn't lose everything. Um, my master's thesis came out of it, right? Like I, I thought my computer. I put my computer on the kitchen counter, and it was underneath the cabinet, and so the entire building burned. But most of it got like severe water damage, and um, my kitchen cabinet saved the computer from experiencing the water damage. And I was able to get my master's thesis off of it, and I was able to earn my master of fine arts in creative writing. So. Yes, I have had loss where I was like literally sifting through the rubble in my bedroom and was like, I don't know when I'm going to get out of here. Um, But then there's also like loss of friends and family members, right? The grieving process is real and it's not so easy at times. When, um, When I walked my dad out, Like, I don't like to say that my dad, I mean, it's comfortable, uncomfortable to say my dad died, right? My dad died. But um, I don't want to say I lost him because I didn't lose him. I know where he is. Well, I know where he isn't, but like, I can't go search for him and I can't go get him back. So let's, let's talk about this word loss really fast. Like we lose something and our nature is to go and find it and get it and bring it back. So we lose our car keys. We have to go find it. We lose our wallet. Like this is a big deal. Um, We lose the dog or the cat. We put the posters all over the like neighborhood. And like, has anybody seen this thing? Because you're searching to get this thing back. So um, I actually picked up on this a little bit in Wild Fit. Like we don't use the word loss when it comes to weight loss. Like, it's not loss. I didn't lose it. I don't need to go find it. I'm glad I released it. I released it. (laughs) That weight that I had on that wasn't really serving me, I released it. I don't want to lose it because I don't want to have to, like, put something in my subconscious that says I have to go find that again. I don't want to go find it. No, no, no. It's gone. It can stay gone. Okay. So. (laughs) When my dad left in the big L of left, right? The big, the big leave of this world and stepped over the veil into the next world, right? When my dad took that big leave, I wasn't sleeping so well for the first month after. 
like not so much. So my mom, who had been divorced from my dad for years, so like, I mean, this might have been a loss for her as well, but my mom asked me, like, what do you want for Hanukkah? And I was like, you know, what I think I want for Hanukkah is a weighted blanket. And she kind of was like, what do you want that for? And I was like, well, because I'm not really sleeping. And she's like, wait, why aren't you sleeping? And I was like, I'm, I'm not really sleeping because I'm my brain isn't quite right. Like my brain is a little fuzzy. Like things aren't lining up properly inside my head. And I think a weighted blanket will help me sleep. And so she got me, I don't know, I think like a 12 pound, I think it was 12 pound weighted blanket, twin size. And I put that on my bed and yeah, it does. It helps me sleep. And it got me through that really rough patch after my dad took the big leave. So loss is something that we experience physically, even though, and emotionally, um, but sometimes you, you have, so let's talk about this a little bit. Your emotions are linked in your body. Like they're not separable. You experience emotion inside this frame that you came to this lifetime in however you want to look at like the world and whether you have another lifetime after this or you had a lifetime before this or if this is just the experience you're having now right so this frame that you are in in this lifetime that you are listening to me with with these ears and you are you know if you're if you're watching a pot of the youtube of it like with these eyes right like all of this coming together You can't experience this life and loss and all that other stuff without your body. You and your body are like in this together. Now, for some people who have like body dysmorphia or there are people who are like really, because I used to be one of these people, really mean to your body and like really uncomfortable with your body, this might be a very uncomfortable thing. But loss is experienced in the body. It's experienced in the brain. It's experienced in the heart. And it's experienced in the gut. I, I firmly believe you don't just have one thinking space. All the logical people in the world, they live up here in their head. And they make decisions from their head. And this is where they live. They live in their head. And there are people who live in their heart where all of their decisions are made by their emotions. And there's some people who live by their gut, who all of their decisions are made by like, what does their gut instinct tell them? Like, what, what does their intuition say? And like, no, it doesn't feel right. I'm not doing that. But they don't mean by their heart. They mean by like something else. And fun fact, you have as much um, of the brain chemistry chemicals inside your brain as you do inside your gut. Your gut has them too. So this is why if you take an SSRI or this is why like when you have an anxiety attack, you sometimes have to pee or poop or throw up because your gastrointestinal system has the same chemicals and the same kind of nerve endings as your brain does. And this is why an SSRI can stop the puking and the pooping if that's the way your anxiety manifests. Okay. 
So let's get back to loss now that we've covered all of that, right? So loss is experienced inside the body because the mind and the heart and the gut have created some sort of attachment to that thing that is now missing. Whether it be your wallet, your car keys, your pet, or the most important person to you in the world. Lost does not... does not get, like there's, there's no linear straight path to get through loss, right? There's no, you, you, you don't, it's not like there's, like they say, there's the, the five, the five steps of, the five steps of, of the five stages of grief, right? There's the five stages of grief. And like, they're like, oh, anger. And so people are like, oh, I'm really angry right now. That means I've conquered the anger. no. And you could get to acceptance and then get angry again, right? Like these things happen. It's not linear. And you could be like, you know, go three years down the line. And then all of a sudden the song comes on the radio and you find yourself bawling your eyes out. And you're like, I thought I dealt with this. I thought I was over this. I thought, I thought this wasn't a thing anymore. Well, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And the body keeps the score. And so there are times where like something's going to hit you out of the blue and when it does you're just you're just there in it and so I wish I could say that this gets easier and it does get easier right I don't need the weighted blanket anymore I use it in the winter because it's warm and it's lovely mm, I like it but <laughs> I don't don't need it the way that I needed it in the past and so as we move through loss, recognizing how your body feels through the process is super important. Your throat might get tight. Your brain might not hold on to thoughts easily and you might be quick of temper and you might be not really yourself, but you don't really know how, or maybe you do know exactly how and you're like, you know what? I'm just a different person today. And maybe you'll be a different person for a month or two. And to be honest, that different person may stick around for a while, maybe ever, depending on how well you integrate and then move through the feelings that you're having. If you're one of those people that's like, feelings are bad, and then you just like shut them down and you stick them, well, they like to hang out in your hips, just so you know. Feelings like to hang out. Feelings that you don't want to deal with, hanging out in your hip space, kind of in the pelvic bowl area. And so... If you're not willing to be one of those people that like, I recognize the feeling that I'm having and I recognize that it's coming in and I recognize that it's going to sit for a couple of minutes and then it's going to move out. If you don't let it do that and you don't let it sit for a couple of minutes and then move out and you squash it, you like stick it in your hips or you push it down, you like cause your body to swallow that emotion, which builds up into other things. So the goal is to realize that just like a bad movie that you're stuck in watching, well, there's a couple of things you can do, but like if you're in a bad movie and you're like, I'm with a bunch of people and I can't just get up and leave, you just endure it. You're like, this is only going to last for an hour and a half and then I'm out of here and I can tell them how horrible it feels. Well, the same thing for the negative emotion. It's only going to be there for a short period of time. And then it too will move. So if you've ever been in a place where people are grieving, 
They don't just sit and cry the entire time. That's not really what happens. People sit and they like tell stories about the person, stories about the good stuff, stories about the bad stuff. They do this with your dog. You sit around and you tell stories about the time the dog did blah, right? We have a dog that's really, we had a dog when I was growing up. Well, in college that was really notorious for really gross things. So like if you sit around and tell dog stories, this dog always comes up, right? So if it's the pet that you're telling stories about, you're going to tell the stories about the bad stuff. You're going to tell stories about the good stuff. And you may find yourself laughing in the middle of it. And I've known moments in my life where I'm like, I should be really sad and I'm laughing. I should be really broken up by this, but I'm really hurt by this right? Or I should be really, I should be really something and I'm, and I'm this instead. And I just want to point out that like shooting on yourself, right? Putting the should word on you and the situation is not necessarily helpful. You are where you are. I accept where I am. I'm okay with where I am. And this is, this is, this is, this is where it is. This is where I am right now. And just acknowledging that, and recognizing that maybe you're in a professional space and it's not okay to express how you're feeling or to show emotion. Like, where is it okay on a professional level to be a little weepy? And some of us might be in professions where we can be weepy. There are some professions where you just cannot. And so finding that time to be your authentic self and finding the space to be your authentic self. And finding the moment when, like, it's okay for you to be the full human being you are with the full range of emotions that you experience. And I would even say that being in a profession where you don't get to be yourself and to get to be emotional is a profession that kind of cuts off the entire human experience. In some ways, this life is a challenge and nobody wants to experience grief and nobody wants to go through loss. Nobody wants to have to put a loved one on hospice and nobody wants to have to put their dog down. But being present in every moment means that you recognize how you're feeling, how hard it is, why it's a challenge, and Letting yourself be broken, imperfect, a mess, angry. Now, I want to put a caveat on the angry because angry can cause some serious damage. It's okay to be angry. It's not okay to take that anger out on anybody, and it's not okay to be, like, yelly, and it's not okay to, like, flip out. I have a, a dad. I had a dad, the one that I mentioned at the very beginning of this that died, took the big leave. He had an anger problem. It was terrible and it destroyed relationships. And he kept saying he had a right to his anger. And in some ways you do have a right to be angry because you're having a full human experience. But everybody else is also having a full human experience. And so... Recognizing that your emotional, watery, anger, wash, whatever that looks like, 
doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be something that everybody else has to cope with, but it is definitely something you, we, as individuals need to cope with. So steps I take when I'm dealing with the anger that comes up because of loss is I recognize where the anger is coming from. And I have to say sometimes that's really hard because anger comes out as angry about, like when couples are fighting about the toothpaste, right? The anger is not about the toothpaste. The anger is you didn't think about these things again, again, right? Like it's a pattern. So when I'm dealing with loss and, I, and I'm angry about something, it probably isn't the thing that it appears to be. So there was a moment right after my dad died that I was on the phone in a conference room with a bunch of other people who were having a meeting. My phone rang. I had to answer it. I answered it. Somebody gave me a nasty look and told me to leave the room, and I got pissed. Not normally my behavior because the other people are doing these other things, and I'm interrupting with my phone call. But in that space, everywhere, in that moment, I felt like I was being overlooked and not seen. And so when somebody told me to make myself scarce because I was interrupting a meeting, I got angry about that. Not because they did anything wrong. They didn't. They were completely in the right to get tell me to get out of the meeting with my phone call. But because I felt unimportant in a lot of other places in my life at that moment, and I felt overlooked, and I felt not seen, and I felt insignificant, in that moment, it made me feel that way again, and so I got angry. Human. It's all a part of the human experience. And if we're able to step back and take a look and say, hey, why did that make me mad? Very often, as you might be able to notice, my voice is tight. My eyes are a little weepy. It's not easy to walk through loss and grief. And it's not easy to constantly be looking at your emotions and going, where does this come from? And where does this come from? And where does this come from? And where does this come from? It can get a little exhausting, which is why gentleness is necessary. Naps, if you can take one. Or going to bed early or hiring a house cleaner for a short period of time just until you can get back under your feet again or asking for help from other people or maybe letting the dishes pile up or just throw them in the dishwasher in ways that you normally wouldn't and be like there's not enough dishes in this dishwasher but we're running it anyway right like just giving yourself a little bit of grace and just acknowledging that being human is hard and we all don't do it very well sometimes. And we sometimes become little puddling messes as we cry. But you know what? That's okay too. It's okay because all of us are having a full human experience. And sometimes, and sometimes that's just messy. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. I know you have a ton of options out there, and I am grateful for you being here with me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or post it on social media. If you have a topic or question you would like me to go over, 
connect with me on socialworkyourlife.com. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll talk to you soon.